the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. The title of the message today is Stand Firm. From our text, 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 58. There is much fear in our country today as a result of the catastrophic, catastrophic events we have witnessed recently, especially in 2017. The devastation and uncertainty caused by hurricanes, wildfires, gun violence, threat of nuclear war, and unpredictable leadership in Washington have left many people raising questions about our future as a nation. But the good news is that this has led to renewed interest in God and the church. More and more people who had written off the church or who had been indifferent to the church and its message are now recognizing that the church and its message of salvation and promise of eternal life is the only institution that offers hope for humanity. The church is the only institution in which you can invest your life and reap eternal dividends. The securities market of heaven, in which the church holds shares, will never crash. For the director of heaven's stock exchange has declared that there will be no loss to any investor. Or there may be temporary misfortunes and setbacks for the church and for Christians, but ultimate victory is ours because we know what the end is going to be. So we can look death or last enemy in the face and exclaim with the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 55 and 57, death is destroyed, victory is complete. Where death is your victory, where death is your power to hurt, thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Our text, 1 Corinthians 15.58, is the conclusion of Paul's teaching about the resurrection from the dead. And so Paul says, So then, my dear brothers and sisters, Stand firm and steady. Keep busy always 
in your work for the Lord, since you know that nothing you do in the Lord's service is ever useless. What a wonderful truth this is to us who know and love the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who rose again from the grave. It assures us of this, of his awesome power to overcome death for us, a power which now gives us victory over death and the grave. As a result of Christ's resurrection, Paul tells us three things we as believers should be about. And the first is, we are to stand firm in our faith. Stand firm in your faith. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the first two verses, Paul says, And now I want to remind you, my brothers and sisters, of the good news which I preached to you, which you received, and on which your faith stands firm. This is the gospel, the message I preach to you. You are saved by the gospel if you hold firmly to it. And then in Colossians chapter 1, 22 and 23, he also says, But now, by means of the physical death of his son, God made you his friends in order to bring you holy, pure, and faultless into his presence. You must, of course, continue faithful on a firm and sure foundation and must not allow yourselves to be shaken from the hope you gained when you heard the gospel. It is of this gospel that I, Paul, became a servant. You see, Paul is saying here that we must stand firm in our relationship with Jesus Christ because of what he has done for us. Stand firm in your faith, notwithstanding all of the things that are happening in our community, city, state, and country. One of the great needs of the church in our day is for Christians who will stand firm in their faith when the going gets tough. Christians who will not halt between two opinions, of one mind today and of another tomorrow. Christians who will not be unduly influenced by the fads and fashions of the society and by its ever-changing standards. Don't be one of those who start the race well, but do not finish. Don't be one of those who say, Lord, I will serve you until I die. But after a little while, you are back serving the devil. It is better never to have begun the Christian race than to start and then turn back. All of us have an intense dislike for quitters, and so does God. So stand firm in what you believe. Hold to the truths of the scriptures with an iron grip. Stand firm in your profession of faith in Jesus Christ. Live so that your neighbors, your friends, your fellow workers, fellow students, and everyone who knows you will know that you're a child of God, a child of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. 
Don't let the criticism, the ridicule, or even the persecution of mean folk prevent you from maintaining your witness for Jesus Christ. Stand firm in season and out of season. Stand firm in the morning. Stand firm at noon. Stand firm in the evening. Stand firm in the full conviction that you are a child of the living God. Stand firm in your continued perseverance in holiness that you may be fitted for the embrace of your Lord one of these days. Stand firm like mountains that never move, like the invisible pillars that hold the earth in its orbit. Do not turn from the Lord or allow others to turn you from the Lord. Folk who call themselves your friends will sometimes try to turn you from Christ. Fierce temptation will come, but stand firm. Like giant oak trees rocked in the storm, but never uprooted, stand firm. Like light houses against uh, the huge waves, stand firm in your faith. Jesus told his disciples in John chapter 8 and verse 31, If you hold to my teaching, you are my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. This is the triumphant assurance of the gospel is meant to keep us from losing ground. We must stand firm in our faith by rehearsing and rejoicing in the, in the radiance of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Rehearse the truths of God to yourself every day, all the time. When you get up in the morning, begin speaking the truth of the scriptures to yourself. Say, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. There are new mercies for me today because Christ has died and was risen for me. I begin this day with with God's favor upon my life through Christ. For as far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed my transgressions from me. I'm cleansed in his sight and blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms through Jesus Christ. Fellow believers, by rehearsing the glory of Christ in the gospel until faith is cemented in your hearts, you can stand firm, stand firm in your faith. But the second thing Paul tells us is that we should be diligent in the work of the Lord. Be diligent in the work of the Lord. First Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. Paul says, always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. Now, what is the work of the Lord? It doesn't mean everyone has to be a preacher or a missionary, although it includes that. It means that until Christ returns, we who name his name should fill our life with what will count for eternity. It doesn't mean to do a random good deed every two or three years. Everything we do is the Lord's work if we are doing it to please and to glorify God. God is just as pleased with the mother faithfully changing baby diapers as with a missionary reaching a new tribe with the gospel. 
God is just as pleased with a politician working diligently to help his or her constituents as with a pastor working diligently to meet the spiritual needs of his people. God is just as pleased with a teacher in the public school or at the university diligently doing his or her job as he is within uh, a Sunday school, uh, uh, is with a Sunday school teacher uh, or Bible study leader imparting eternal truths to a class. Every calling is important. It was a great Protestant reformer, Martin Luther, uh, who said, Every form of work performed for God's glory is a divine calling. Preaching, mending shoes, or raising potatoes. End of quote. So whatever you do, do it heartily. Not the minimum or just the expected or reluctantly or the attitude of if you can't find somebody else, I guess I'll do it. If you are going to preach, then preach heartily. If you are ushering, do it to the best of your ability. If you're singing the choir, put your whole heart into it. If you're serving in any capacity, put effort into it. Do the best that you can. It's the Lord's work and only your best is good enough. Or we read of men like George Whitfield, the colleague of John Wesley, who preached some 30,000 times, crossed the Atlantic 13 times to preach here in the United States. And he died in Newburyport, Mass., preaching on a stairway, holding a candle that slowly flickered down. He went to his bedroom and went to be with Jesus. Or John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, who traveled 250,000 miles on horseback in order to preach the glorious gospel of the risen Lord. We could name, name a number of people, Billy Graham, uh, Hudson Taylor, and, uh, and so forth. But God is calling some of you to devote your time, talents, and treasure to the gospel and uh, to the good of his people. God is calling some of you to share Christ with others at home, at work, or wherever you are. How can any Christian who knows the grace and mercy of God say, I don't have time to serve my Lord? How can any child of God say, I'm too busy with my own work to serve the kingdom of God? Spiritual selfishness is a poor preparation for the last fight that we have with Satan. The church is no place for status seekers, busybodies, troublemakers, or fault finders. It's a place for those who love the Lord and are willing to place his kingdom first in their lives. In Arizona, there is a tombstone which bears this inscription. Here lies Bill Jones. He'd done his damnedest. Now, it could be more elegantly and grammatically expressed, but it captures the spirit of Paul's words when he says, always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. Let me remind you of the words of the prophet Jeremiah in Jeremiah 48 and verse 10. He says, cursed are those who refuse to do the Lord's work. And the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 12 and verse 11 encourages us. 
Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. You see, if you are a Christian, you have a ministry to fulfill. You serve your service to God matters to him. We are not called to reluctantly do the work of the Lord or begrudgingly do the work of the Lord. We are called to serve the Lord enthusiastically. You see, if you aren't doing anything for the Lord, maybe you have missed the amazement of the grace of God. We should not place any limit on our service to God. We should not regard any task in whatever area of ministry God has given us as being too much for us to undertake for him. Because he has said that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Perhaps you have been serving the Lord for some time in an area of ministry and you are facing discouragement. Perhaps you have been serving for a long time on the trustee ministry, the music ministry, the children's ministry, the nurturing ministry, the greeters ministry, or the ushers ministry, and you now feel weary and discouraged. No one seems to be willing to help, and no one even seems to notice the work that you have been doing faithfully. But if, but you, and you wonder if you should continue or not. If you are facing this situation, let your heart be strengthened by the words of the Apostle Paul in our text. Keep busy always in your work for the Lord. Or in Romans 12, 11, never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Also, we need to go the extra mile in our service and in obeying God's commands. And if you are not doing anything for the Lord yet, I pray that God will use this message to speak to your heart today so that you will recognize that you are a child of God and your responsibility is to serve him in whatever area he calls you to serve. But number three, the third thing that Paul says is your labor in the Lord is not in vain. First Corinthians fifteen fifty eight again. So then, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm and steady. Keep busy always in your work for the Lord, since you know that nothing you do in the Lord's service is ever useless. And uh, the that was from the Good News Bible. The uh, New International Version says, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know, underline, you know, you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Brothers and sisters, you're serving Christ your laboring for his kingdom will never end up empty, useless, or a waste of time. No one will ever be disappointed by, by pouring his or her life into serving Jesus Christ. You see, if, you, if, you, if all you live for is this world, if the love of the world controls you and absorbs all of your time, you will be ashamed 
of time wasted when you stand before the judgment seat of Christ one of these days. Nothing that we do for the Lord will ever go unrewarded. The message given to King uh, Asa in Second Chronicles 15 and verse 7 says, But you must be strong and not be discouraged. The work that you do will be rewarded. And Paul in Galatians chapter 9 and verse 6, So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. See, what we do in the Lord will last forever. The saying is true, only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. There will certainly be pain and discouragement in our labor at times. But if it's in the Lord, it will never be in vain. Seeing our faithful service brings joy to God's heart. God will reward us for our faithfulness even when no one else sees or recognizes us for what we do. His ledger books get fresh notations every time we serve him. So don't give up. Your labor in Christ is not in vain. Listen to the words of Jesus in Revelation chapter 22 and verse 13. Listen, says Jesus, I'm coming soon. I will bring my reward with me to give to each one according to what he has done. Yes, I get discouraged at times and you, and you get discouraged also. Sometimes we can overwork and we don't get enough rest and so we get discouraged. But I continue working for the master, waiting for the day when the saints go marching in. Then at the gates of paradise, I shall hear an orchestra playing for me. And when I look to see what's going on, I'll hear people say, you brought me to Christ. You taught me about the grace of God. You rescued me from sin and ruin. You showed me the path to heaven. And I'm here to share your blessings forever. But even better than that, I shall hear my master say, well done, good and faithful servant. Says you had some difficult days, but you stood firm. You didn't quit when others failed to help or to encourage you. You didn't complain or grumble about all that you had to do. You didn't get upset when things didn't go as you planned. You didn't procrastinate when duty called you. Well done, servant. Well done. Enter into the joy of your Lord. You know, I don't know when the Lord will call me home from my earthly assignment. But I want to be able to say with the Apostle Paul, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. 
Oh, when I come to the end of my journey, weary of life and the battle is won, carrying the staff and cross of redemption, he'll understand. Yes, he'll understand. He'll understand and he'll say, well done, servant. Well done. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 1045 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.